Welcome to the Lyme 360 podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a fellow Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to learn about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Welcome back to the Lime 360 podcast. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today we are going to be talking about stem cell therapy and ketamine treatment for Lyme with Dr. Joy Kong. And she's a UCLA trained triple board certified physician on anti-aging and stem cell specialist, educator, and CEO. She focuses her efforts on anti-aging as well as chronic diseases such as Lyme that no one else has been able to heal. Dr. Kong believes the complete healing can only come from looking at the whole person, mind, body, and soul. This has allowed her to address the root cause of health issues and lead her patients to fuller, more vibrant lives. And you may look younger also when you're done. Thank you for joining us today on Lime360. Please subscribe below so you can get notified of the next podcast. Also go to lime360.com and sign up for a newsletter Well, you'll receive our weekly newsletter about the most recent podcasts and other exciting news that is happening in our community. Also, while you're there, check out our shop page. These are links that are to products that I have enjoyed and that have helped me on my healing journey. And any sale helps support the cost of this podcast. Dr. Kong, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about your practice and specifically your specialty, which is stem cells, which I actually have not done. I've read a lot about it and I've always wanted to do it, but I never did it. So I'm excited to kind of dive in and talk about that today. So thank you for coming on. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. Are you located in Los Angeles? Yes. Yes. Okay. You're in LA. So tell us a little bit about your practice and who you help. Yeah. So it's a anti-aging and regenerative practice. So I'm actually board certified in three specialties in psychiatry, addiction medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. But anti-aging medicine is really my passion because I want to prevent people from getting sick in the first place and getting older right. and also help them with fundamental causes of the conditions, not just by throwing drugs. And so even for mental health conditions, you know, you want to address the root causes. So in my clinic, I do focus mostly on stem cell therapy. I do ketamine therapy as well, which is powerful for brain conditions with different mood disorders and chronic pain. But I focus on stem cell therapy with all kinds of injections, including intravenous and also joint injections, you know, facial rejuvenation, hair restoration, or sexual wellness, you know, vaginal, penile, injections. And then I help people to stay young. So part of my practice is helping people with different conditions. And the other half is people who are already doing very well and they want to age very gracefully, you know, full of vitality. And that's when they come regularly for stem cell treatment, which has been proven in experimental models to reverse aging and allow extension of lifespan and health span. So the stem cells, are they using their own? Are they using shark or what what are they? What are you, I've heard like Mexico uses like shark stem cells or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no sharks, no other animals, but humans. I don't believe in using other animals cells for humans. It makes no sense. If you're another animal, if you're a shark, that's great. Use shark stem cells. That'll keep you live longer. But you're human. We've got perfectly good human, young human cells, which are from the birth tissue. So we 
get donations from live healthy births, actually going through elective cesarean section only. So when they choose to do cesarean section, not emergency cesarean, uh, these are, are people who are, they're young mothers and they're willing to donate. It goes through very strict screening process. And once they give birth, the birth tissue usually, you know, you cut the cord and usually is thrown into biological trash. But now we know it's full of incredible therapeutic elements. So now we can collect them and use that as a healing tool. And then can you use your own as well or no? Well, you can save your own umbilical cord when you were born. You could, but yours is just not as potent as a newborn tissue. So what people don't understand is that when you get cells from the newborn birth tissue, the birth tissue, the umbilical cord and placenta, those cells are actually younger than the baby's cells. Because when the baby was forming, when the embryo was forming, all these cells are trapped in the birth tissue that, that serves as a conduit and, and as a nurturing or even a coordinating organ to help the new baby develop. And those cells are in between in their, you know, how primitive they are. They're in between embryonic stem cells and the baby's stem cells. So these are even more powerful than the baby's stem cells. And of course, they're way more powerful than our own stem cells. So usually it's either obtained from the fat or bone marrow. Those are the most popular methods. Those are not nearly as potent. I've, I've given the lecture as several conferences. I have it online. It's called Our OMSCs Created Equal. So I go through all these clinical studies actually comparing these tissue sources, looking at their potency, how much anti-inflammatory effects they have, how many generations they have left, how much growth factors they secrete, just look at all kinds of factors. And it's pretty evident that the birth tissue is superior in all these aspects. Not only they're more potent, they're also safer. If you use your own cells, this one example, this one experiment used fat-derived stem cells, and then they compared it to umbilical cord-derived stem cells. These are MSCs, which are kind of the holy grail right now as far as uh, getting stem cells into people's bodies. They were looking at what happens when you put it next to cancer cells. So these are very virulent form of brain tumor, glioblastoma multiforme. So they put the fat-derived MSCs next to the, the brain tumor cells, and then they put umbilical cord-derived MSCs next to tumor cells, both in the Petri dish and in live animal model. When you use fat-derived MSCs, the tumor grow. When you use umbilical cord-derived MSCs, the tumor shrink and go away. They're powerfully different. That's why I'm a proponent of using early source, the umbilical cord source, which is an ethical source, right? So we're not talking about embryonic stem cell, which is, has problems of its own, but the birth tissue is a really nice kind of in-between as far as primitive capabilities, but they also don't have the potential to generate new tumor as the embryonic stem cells. That's when the embryo is forming and there's a little ball, you get cells from the ball, it's called inner cell mass. Those are the embryonic stem cells. They're very powerful, but they can also produce tumors. That's when you hear people getting stem cell injections, all of a sudden they grow a tumor, you know, in the back, you know, that you, you don't have that issue with birth tissue derived stem cells. Wow. But you also, if you use adult stem cells, those cells can tell everything to grow. It has lost some of its intelligence of detecting cancer cells. So it just tells everything indiscriminately grow. 
And then if you have pre-existing pre-cancer cells, cancer cells, which we probably all have in our body, and that there's the potential to exacerbate cancer. So you use the birth tissue, not the umbilical cord. Umbilical cord is part of the birth tissue. So the birth okay. tissue is composed of placenta and the cord, the umbilical cord. So that's all considered birth tissue. The reason why I ask is because I have five kids and I actually froze all of their umbilical cords when they were born. Oh, wow. And so I remember my son, who's 21, it was just came out and they weren't, I, I showed up with my box at the hospital and the nurses were like, what is this? We've never seen this before. And I'm like, well, I'm going to save it. But I realized I can't use it because like I haven't gone through Lyme and reading about stem cell. And I was like, I don't want everybody I knew was doing, it was like shark cartilage or weird stuff. And I was like, I'm not putting shark cartilage in me. And then, then I tried to get my one of my kids stem cells, but they were like, oh, you can't touch it unless somebody, it, Lyme does not count as a reason to unfreeze it. It has to be either cancer or I don't know what else. And that's a problem. You know, I, people don't realize that, oh, I froze my sons, my daughter's, you know, cells. They think they can take it out anytime they want. No, they're, they're hoops to jump, you know, without proper <laughs> reasons, they won't let, they won't give it to you. Which is crazy because people who are struggling with Lyme, not to negate cancer, but it's just as equally debilitating for some people. Very. That it's like, how does it not count for Lyme, but it counts for cancer? Yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't really have to use your own children's cells. So your own children are only half identical to you. So they're still half that are, are not you, right? So you can use really any person's MSCs, you know, these early primitive birth tissue cells. Because mesenchymal stem cells is so primitive, it doesn't really have the surface receptors. I mark them as different individuals. So right. another problem with freezing the cord and processing with a tissue bank is that I don't know how it's processed. I don't know what kind of cells are included. You know, how good are they at this process? The product I use, I found a stem cell company because I realized there are a lot of bad players in the field. And also when I looked at the different tissue compartments, how they have different properties, I wanted to include all these therapeutic components into one product. So just because somebody had frozen and saved the birth tissue doesn't mean that it's the right type of product to use or the most potent, but you can use anybody's. You don't have to use your own children. Right. Which is good to know. I didn't realize that. So, okay. Can you talk specifically, because I know you said you do anti-aging, but then, you know, people who have chronic illnesses. Can you talk specifically of why it helps for Lyme? Yeah. So Lyme disease, there's a broad range of symptoms because these organisms are really masters at camouflage and fooling your immune system. And then they get into different organs, causing inflammation, causing damages. So what do stem cells do? So I always tell people, you know, why you think stem cells may help a condition. It really depends on what's going on in that condition. So if it's causing inflammation, stem cells have powerful anti-inflammatory properties. So sometimes very, very rapidly. For example, this um, Lyme patient, I didn't treat because I trained a lot of doctors to treat patients 
so this one doctor had this Lyme patient. She was, you know, I, I actually posted the, the case study on the academy I founded is American Academy of Integrative Cell Therapy. So it's aaict.org. So if anyone's interested, there are lots of case studies. So one of the cases, a Lyme patient, she, she was 47 at the time when she got stem cells. Within 20 days of getting the treatment, her frequent seizures completely went away. Her migraines that happens daily went away completely. Different neurological conditions, you know, brain fog went away. And she had a whole kinds, all kinds of symptoms, you know, low blood pressure, low blood sugar, that they all went away, you know, within these 20 days of treatment, which is really remarkable. So how did that do that? So anti-inflammatory action is one of the big portion, but also immune modulation. So when people get stem cell treatment, if they have lowered immunity, the cells have the property of balancing your immune system, bring your immune system up to speed. So you're better at fighting infection, at removing damaged tissue and just kind of ramping up the action. But if it's overactive, you know, like in autoimmune diseases, it helps reduce the inflammatory, you know, the raging inflammation. So you can get into the regeneration part. Lyme disease probably has both, you know, has both the, the impaired immunity and then overactive immunity. So it's the immune system is really out of whack. So in that sense, it can help balance your immune system to more effectively fight the organism. Stem cells also have all kinds of other properties like the mesenchymal stem cells are able to promote angiogenesis. So it can promote new blood vessel formation. So if you repair the tissue, the MSCs can help break down scar tissues, the antifibrotic property, and it can regenerate new tissue, right? It talks with the local cells. So the local stem cells will multiply and start to replace the damaged tissue, you know, forming new tissue. But the new tissue is no good unless you have blood supply. So the stem cells also help promote new blood vessel formation, bringing the nutrient and take away the waste. And also has anti-apoptotic properties. So that means if a cell is somewhat damaged and may go on program cell death, the stem cells are able to rescue them to prevent them from dying. So you can rescue tissue that may have a little bit of damage and didn't have to die. So you're limiting the amount of damage. And then it has anti-cancer properties. So and direct antimicrobial properties too. So they do secrete antimicrobial peptides, these mesenchymal stem cells, and they can directly fight microbes for you. So you know the combined actions is what probably is what's helping people to recover. And I always talk about stem cells as the engine for regeneration. I think if you are great at regenerating, it doesn't really matter. You get some damage here and there when we're little kids, you know, you can injure yourself, you know, you know, you got to, you know, cut you or broke your bone. Things heal up very rapidly because you have so many stem cells. You have just to give you an example, when you were born, every one in 10,000 cells is a mesenchymal stem cell. So they're hovering around your blood vessels all over your body. And when you reach your teenage years, it already has become one in a hundred thousand. So tenfold less. And when you reach your forties, becomes one in 400,000. When you reach your eighties, it becomes one in two million. So wow. your regeneration capabilities is going like a straight line down. And what stem cells does is that if you have enough stem cells, right? It damage your tissue. Okay, let's 
make some new tissue and then you're repaired and you're whole again. But if your regeneration is lagging, then the damage stays there. They just sit there and then you just start to deteriorate. And that's why even though everything all the other things are important, you know, antimicrobial therapies, but for Lyme disease, you may want to booster your nutritional status. You may want to detoxify. All these are important. But if you don't have the engine to power the regeneration, how are you going to replace the damaged tissue? How are you going to form new, fresh, functional tissue? So this is why, for example, one doctor he had Lyme disease probably his whole life. He believed that he got it in utero from his mother. He struggled with it his whole life, even, even though he is an expert in hormone replacement, in peptide therapy. And he- How did he get through medical school? <laughs> that amazes me with Lyme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it probably wax and wanes, you know, yeah. Lyme disease, you know, so, so, but he came to a point where it was very difficult to function. He was saying that he would get up at 2 PM every day and barely could finish. You know, if he could send out two emails, he said that is a productive day. So he had come to that point. This is after doing everything else because he had, he's an anti-aging doctor. He has so many tools under his belt um, you know, including all these peptides, which some have antimicrobial properties, you know, boost your immune system. And then he finally used stem cells. And after the stem cell treatment, that's when he had a fundamental shift. He was able to lose 30 pounds because finally he had energy to actually go to the gym. And, you know, his, his life came back. His uh, cholesterol, you know, went through from 300s back to normal, you know, under 150. And it just, everything shifted. So then he became a big proponent of stem cells because you're giving the engine, you know, everything else I consider the fuel for the engine. Eventually you're counting on the stem cells to regenerate tissue. So if you, it's important to feed the engine, but you've got to have the engine or you can't have like little crickety, you know, engine that's chugging along that barely could really get you to where you need to be. So, so that's an important part. You know, I think it, stem cell therapy, the reason is revolutionary is because I am giving people intelligence that's embedded in the DNA. That's why it's so powerful. That's why I've seen such profound results. Does it work for everybody? No. In my clinic, I probably have a over 90% success rate, but there's still a few people that didn't get the kind of benefit that I was hoping for. So, so that was hard, but there are different factors that could affect it. Sometimes under, underlying herpes family virus can affect the, the mesenchymal stem cells. Sometimes toxicity that you haven't gotten rid of that is preventing your body from healing. So there are some factors that can affect it, but it's a powerful modality. What does the treatment look like for Lyme? Do you go a couple times? Is it a long process? Yeah, it really depends on how severe the person is. But in my clinic, really, at least there should be two treatments. So I use intravenous methods because you really can target all the tissue all at once and communicate with your immune system. Because when people talk about trapping of cells, when you use intravenous method, it's not really trapping. There's a reason the cells are in certain places. So a lot of people still have the misconception that the cells are trapped in the lungs. No, <laughs> research has shown within three days, they're all dispersed into your general circulation temporarily mm -hmm. because it's so well perfused a lot of cells may be there. If you have lung inflammation, you have lung 
pathology, then a lot of cells may stay there because they're attracted to damage and inflammation. But if your lungs are fine, it probably will go everywhere else. And one of the main organs they go to is the spleen. And spleen is a powerful organ for the immune system. There are all kinds of evidence of how the spleen kind of coordinates the regenerative or have to do with disease process because your immune system can either make a disease worse or can make a disease, you know, can help it improve. So it's a powerful organ. You want to recruit your immune system to help you. And that's one of the benefits of these cells. So intravenous method will be really, really helpful. And how long is the IV for? The IV treatment itself is just an hour long, oh, okay. but we also do ozone therapy to enhance the benefits prior to the IV. So that may take another 45 minutes, but in general, the cells stay in your body for about three months. That's how long they, they generally live. They, they don't live forever. So when people think, oh my God, I've got all these cells you know, from another person. Well, first of all, most of them will do work for you and die. So when you activate cells, nothing is there forever. Even if you take cells from your own body, let's say you extract stem cells from your own body, you took it out, you shook them up, you know, you, you make them come alive. There's a finite lifespan. All the cells have a finite lifespan. So in that sense, when you took your cells out and put in your body, make it work, guess what? You just reduced your stem cell reservoir. So that's something also to think about. So when you use a more powerful, a younger source, you're boosting your body. You know, you're not taking it away. So the effect definitely is more powerful and you can do it, you know, multiple times. That's when we can use stem cells for anti-aging purposes. So I have been using stem cells on myself for five years, every three months. So I do it for anti-aging purposes and it's, it's very powerful. So I'm 50 years old and I look a lot younger than when I was 43. So That's amazing. So when you do it for anti-aging, is it also IV or is it targeted to, to like face? Or It's IV, yeah. But we, we can also do facial rejuvenation because the face does take a little bit more, you know, the, the brunt of the, the damages with environmental toxins and, and the UV rays. But yeah, so the rejuvenation, the skin, it, it's, it, you know, you can give it some extra attention with the help of uh, stem cell injections and microneedling. Oh, that's great. Okay. And you also mentioned, but I didn't realize you also do is ketamine. Cause I, I don't know if I've ever had a doctor on, I think maybe once that we talked about ketamine treatments. Cause I do think it's, it's something that's not really talked about much, but is actually being covered by insurance now. In some cases, I actually have done ketamine and because I was in so much pain and I couldn't get the pain to go away. And so, because I used to live in Los Angeles, um, a doctor there was like, hey, have you tried ketamine? And I was like, no. She's like, it's great for kind of resetting your caliber of, I mean, you can explain it better, whatever. So it helped me. I wouldn't say I was depressed. I wasn't doing for the depression, but he, she was saying sometimes you your bar gets so lowered for pain tolerance that you just kind of need to reset yourself. So after doing, I think it was two or three treatments, I felt so much better. And it was almost like, like all of a sudden I could take my supplements and work out. I just got enough of a boost to kind of continue on with the path I needed to, to take my supplements and treatment. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So were you dealing with any mental health issues or was this just from from pain? No, it was just from the pain and the, um, and the Lyme, the chronic Lyme. So the, the neurological doctor I went to, she was like, oh, I've treated like a couple hundred Lyme patients. And so she said it, it's really helped them just kind of 
She was saying, because I think it's because of the limbic system, your body goes into like a fight or flight pattern of like dealing with the stress of the Lyme and your body doesn't know really like where to even react. And she kind of is like, it's just a great way for your body just to reset and like raise the bar back to where you're, yeah. So I didn't have anything psychological as far as like depression. And I know that's typically what it's used for or for alcoholics. Now they're saying that's a great success too for if you're going through AA to have that supplemented with it. Just, you said just the pain and letting your body kind of deal with the PTSD of all the trauma from the chronic Lyme. Yeah, for chronic pain, chronic migraines, definitely I've seen really good benefits. So it does promote the secretion of brain-derived neurotropic factor. So I think that's one of the big part how it works. It helps repair your neurons and help them regenerate and even create new wiring. So you can bypass, if you locked in a particular pain pathway, it's possible is rewiring your brain so it doesn't have to be stuck in the same loop. Mm-hmm. And which I was surprised, like not many things have been covered by insurance that I've done, but this was covered. I don't know how I got it covered, but she got it covered, which I was shocked. And, you know, it's definitely a little bit of a traumatic experience going through it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, cause it's like, you don't feel well afterwards. It took a, lot, a little while to bounce back from it. Well, it really is very person dependent. Yeah. Some people just have the best experience. And a lot of people call it a kind of mind-blowing experience because they have incredible perceptions. It's almost like it took them to a whole different realm and it can be very, very pleasant and very enjoyable. For some people, it may not be as enjoyable, but then they reap the benefits. Yeah. I wouldn't put mine in the enjoyable category. (laughs) Also, because I, anytime I take any kind of medicine, it makes me extreme, I'm extremely sensitive to it. So I get nauseous. So I would I would be sick for 24 hours afterwards, just oh, getting boy. sick every time. But you know what? At the end, I was like, wait, it made me feel better 24 hours later. So, mm-hmm. so it was worth it. So I always say to people, you know, like look into that if you're gotten to a point where you're like, just something to try if you're in so much pain that you can't get past it. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the stem cell idea. That's like, I'm, I'm like, Ooh, I, you know, I haven't tried that. Maybe I will. Fly out to LA and come see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have tried a lot of things, but if the engine is struggling, then it's not going to get you to as great of a place as you can be. No, it's true. It's true. Well, this has been amazing and I really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you want to talk about with your practice or what else people can do? Yeah, I probably want to, you know, I think a lot of people have the misconception that somehow stem cell therapy is not legal in the US. And I mean, that's, it just, I don't even know how that became a concept because the FDA specifically in their own policy said if you use minimally manipulated cells for homologous purposes, which means what the cell is doing in the body is what you're using the cells for, then it's not considered a drug. So it's like a tissue transplant, just like, like blood transfusion or organ transplantation, right? Doctors can do the treatment because it's a medical treatment and it's not a drug. So you don't need to go through the drug study. So in the U.S., if you manipulate the cells, you change them in any way, which our product you know, hasn't gone through, if you change them, then yes, you need a 
drug study, you need investigational new drug application. So that's an IND, then you have to do that. But a lot of companies, because they change the cells, they try to grow the cells into huge numbers and giving it to people, but they don't want to go through the IND because it's very expensive, very you know laborious. So they decide to go overseas, you know, go to places like Panama, Costa Rica, Colombia, Mexico. So they will give people huge number of cells, but more is not better because depending on how you make them more, right? If really you're giving more and more like the original cells that we're using, that's one thing. But if you're growing the cells in a incubator and just tell them to multiply, unfortunately, when they start to divide, a lot of times they don't divide into identical cells because stem cells have a tendency to divide into a copy of, of itself is a stem cell, but then another copy that's more differentiated. It's called a daughter cell. So that's their tendency for division. That's how they replace damaged tissue, right? They keep a copy for, of themselves. So they stay in the, you know, as a stem cell and then they make a new cell that replaced damaged tissue. So that's the tendency of how they divide. So in the incubator, they can divide and, and make all these daughter cells that are no longer stem cells. They've got new surface receptors. They're further differentiated. So you got this vast number of cells, but very likely only a small portion are still stem cells, but they don't really count to see what is actually stem cell and what's the daughter cell. And most of these companies, they, they say, oh, we've got all these cells. So then they portion a piece from this large, large you know, swimming pool of cells and they take a little bucket and they give it to a person saying, hey, I'm giving you 200 million, you know, 300 million cells. You know, that's a lot of cells. But people don't realize these are cells are kind of grown, almost growing on trees. Just because you have a lot of number doesn't mean the quality is there. And people are also getting more side effects because the cells are more differentiated. When it's more differentiated, then the cells start to express, you know, their own characteristics, right? If somebody comes to Joe or Jane, you know, they've got Joe or Jane's surface receptors. And that's what can cause some kind of immune rejection. And I've definitely heard people getting sicker and sicker with each treatment because you're really priming your immune system and some people got pretty sick. So I want to kind of let people know that more is not better and be careful what treatment you're, you're getting. I'm glad you brought it up because I actually was thinking about it and I was thinking I was going to ask you, but then I was just like, oh, I don't want to put you on the spot just in case because I was <laughs> under that perception too that like it may not be legal and it's kind of like, you know, in this alternative world, I feel like not that this would be put in the alternative world, but there's a lot of things that are gray area in the alternative world that is not, I don't want to say legal, but like, you know, people are just kind of doing things and hoping that they, they don't get shot out on. So, so I thought like I was going to ask you and it's like, well, I don't want to put her on the spot just in case it wasn't allowed. Because I was under the impression that you had to go to like Germany to go get it or that it wasn't really legal in any place in the United States was kind of a little bit going under the radar. So I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of doctors got scared because of this notion. So a lot of doctors were getting really good results or helping a lot of people and then they stopped. But if you really look at the law, there's nothing that says it's legal or illegal. And if you look at FDA's policy on its own, it clearly says, and, and that policy is still standing. There hasn't been new policies that's contradicting that policy. I think that policy came out 2017. Okay, good. This has been amazing and thank you so much. And what's the best way for someone who wants to come visit you or where, where should they go to see you on your website or 
Instagram? Yeah. So I actually have, you know, a series of YouTube videos where I try to educate the public. So there are a lot of things that we, you know, we haven't covered in this interview. You know, there are all kinds of different factors. I talk about three stages of healing with stem cell therapy, and that will give you an idea of the frequency of treatment and how often you should do it and, and how, how many sessions and how long. And then um, I talk about other people's DNA in our body, you know, what the implication of that is, you know, because there's really evidence that DNA from one person to another, that's pretty prevalent in humanity. So I talk about that and some evidence regarding that. And then again, I talked about, you know, Panama, you know, what stem cell therapy, you know, what's going on there and also anti-aging benefits of stem cell therapy. So my YouTube channel is just Joy Kong MD. So people can, can just go on and, and take a look at all these, you know, really helpful snippets. And then my clinic is the Uplift Longevity Center. So that's Uplift with an Y. So people can just go on upliftcenter.com and they can find me. Thank you so much, Dr. Joy. I really appreciate it. This has been so informative and um, I'm eager to try it. So thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I really hope the information inspires people to help them to get to the next stage in their healing. Lyme disease is getting more and more widespread and, and in more geographical areas. So I really, really feel for people who, who got affected by it. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.